exterior, a small storage facility, an old storage unit door begrudgingly creaks open. Josh Sunshine stands inside the opening. A flashlight reveals old boxes, file cabinets, 1970s style film and sound equipment, and a small desk and chair. Cut to exterior Josh's truck. Josh loads up one last box labeled interviews April 76 to December 76 in faded marker onto his pickup truck. Josh approaches the owner of the storage facility. I'll come back for the rest later. Here's a 20 for your trouble. Been no trouble at all. Your pops paid me a fin every month to keep it for him. Every month? Yeah, since, um, must have been June, June 1980. He first rented from me in 77. We agreed on five then. At first, he came a lot. One day, he stopped coming. I thought I was going to have to sell his stuff. But then I got to wire every month, so I just kept it for him. You ever come back? Not once. Not that I could tell. I always check his unit to make sure nobody gets in, you know, just in case he comes back. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, I didn't really know him, like, at all. Um, my mom made him agree to never come around. She would never say why, just that he was haunted and obsessed. I don't know nothing about that, but he clung to those boxes like they was his soul, and he was hiding from the devil. Did he ever say anything about them? Nothing. He just gave me a crooked smile, rush inside, and close the door quick. A few times, I found him dead, asleep, hunched over that little desk in there, staying up all night watching those films. Huh. Exterior, Josh's truck. Josh waves as he pulls away, the desk tucked safely amongst the boxes. Interior, Josh's apartment. A small but tidy guy apartment, a rock album collection, and a series of classic rock posters adorn the main living space. The projector sits on the little table facing an empty wall. Josh cracks open a beer. Josh opens the box labeled interviews April 76 to December 76 and pulls out a film canister. The label written in John's handwriting reads, Atomic Pink Jellyfish, Killer Joe Interview, April 13th, 76. More beer. Josh fishes through the box. Is there a manual on this thing? I mean, it can't be too hard to figure out. Josh tries to put the reel on and fails miserably. After a few failed tries, he pulls up a how-to YouTube video. Two beers into it. Okay, that seems to make more sense. Josh gets it working and claims victory. Yes! Can't keep a good man down. All right. From the projector. Are we rolling? On Josh's wall, larger than life, John Sunshine, 19, Josh's father suddenly appears extremely close up. 
Josh sits up quickly, fear spilling down his shirt. Shit. He jumps up to stop the projector. Stop, rewind, stop. Huh. I really look like him. Oh, I'm gonna need a beer for this. Josh fetches himself another beer and flicks the projector back on. Cut to interior, John's house, basement, night. The camera zooms out awkwardly, capturing John's parents' basement. Rust-colored shag carpet, wood-paneled walls, beaded curtains, and jamming classic rock blasting from a stereo screams 1976. Reflected in a mirrored wall is Tim, John's best friend since middle school. Be rolling? I don't know how to work this thing, John. Is it even on? Here, give it to me. He's no wonder, Einstein. You've got the zoom maxed out, see? Yeah. You just zoom it out like this. Yeah. Just make sure it's on all the time, okay? Sure, okay. What, what did I just say, Tim? What did I just say? To keep it on all the time. Yeah, and the first thing you do is you lower it. It was still on though, dickhead. And what good does it do me if nothing's getting filmed but feet, huh? All right, all right, I get it. I'll keep filming. Thank you. For God's sake, be careful with the man, okay? Where did you get this anyways? These things ain't cheap. I know that. It's a rental. And how did you get the money for that? Daddy deep pockets? My father isn't rich. To me, he is. I had to promise that I would work at the butcher shop this summer. I hate blood. What are we filming anyways? Just, just something, okay? I'll explain when we get there, okay? Just, just come on, let's go pick up the guy. Should I leave the camera on? Turn it off for now. I'll explain, look, look, just, we'll turn it back on when you get to the club. What club? I'll explain when we get there. Cut to black. crunching gravel, van doors opening and closing, feet shuffling. We rolling? Rolling. Exterior, Pogo Puds Club parking lot. Pan around. The camera pans to a slightly beat up 1970s van, side door open. Sitting just inside, Gary steps out of the van and walks over to Rafi. Rafi holds a duffel bag full of sound equipment. A smaller bag sits on the ground. Okay, so what are we doing here? Yeah, explain. Explain. Cream Magazine. What about it? Okay, don't laugh. Trying to get a job there. 
Well, goddamn, John. <laughs> That's no secret. You've been saying that since you got your first issue. Well, if, if you can bring in the story that no one else can, you get a shot at a job there. I read about this band that's playing tonight. I, I need you guys to re record me interviewing the lead singer. That's it? Yeah. Huh. Well, this sounds like a blast. Free show, hot chicks, rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be nervous. You'll you'll do great. I'm not, I'm not nervous. No, it's just uh, just what? It's just uh, some of the things I read about this guy. He might be a little out there. God, I hope so. Or this is gonna be one boring show. Uh, come on, I'm ready to rock. Me too. Gary grabs the other bag, and Tim follows Gary and Raffi to the door. Tim stops and turns. John slides the van door shut. You got this, John. I believe in you. I'm coming. Interior, backstage, large dressing room. Well-used sofas and chairs are strewn about along with musical instruments and equipment. Food and drink tables line the walls in the far corner. Several makeup booths and chairs with mirrors sit across from the swinging dressing room doors. Various band and crew members and groupies come and go. Back to Gary. The camera pans to Gary attaching a mic on Rafi. Rafi turns some knobs on his recording equipment. Mike, everyone, okay? Rafi, can you check levels? Okay, test, 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 test. Gary? Uh, test, test. This is Gary. What about Tim? One and Mike, too? Yeah. Here, give me the camera. Gary attempts to put the mic on Tim but gets mixed up in the wires. Hurry up, he'll be here any minute. Come, come on, just move your arm. Move your arm. Jesus Christ, Gary. Jesus Christ, Tim. Come on. We're almost there. Shut come on. come on. You're gonna make us look unprofessional. We are unprofessional. I've never even heard of what, what's their name? Atomic Pink Jellyfish. Atomic Pink what? Jellyfish. Gary and Tim finally untwine, and Tim is properly miked. Yeah. Come on. We got to get set up over there. Shit, there's his manager. Come on, Tim. Thought you guys were going to be all set up. Killer Joe doesn't have much time before the show starts. Remember, keep the camera rolling the whole time. Hey, Tim. Don't turn it off, no matter what. Yeah, yeah, you told me a thousand times already. Is he okay with sitting in that chair there? Yeah, that'll be fine. I'll go get him. Gary, Rafi, move that table and get the chair. No, 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 at a slight angle. Is, is this good enough? 
Yeah, fine, I guess. Just, Tim, just follow my lead, okay? He's here. Quick, get, get, get the camera on. Tim pans the camera to Killer Joe. Nice to meet you, Killer Joe. I'm John, uh, John Sunshine. Th thank you for agreeing to talk with me tonight. Yeah, sure. Duties all the time. What magazine you with again? Uh, Cream. Cream magazine. Don't usually get them from the mainstream, but sure, whatever. <clears throat> um, what should I do? It's like, st stand, stand over there behind the couch. Just make sure you get, get all... Get in all this. Sorry about that. Uh, just so we get it right. Uh, do you prefer Killer Joe? Mr. Joe? Killer? Killer Joe. Not Mr. Not Joe. Not Killer or Killer. It's Killer Joe. Dig? Yes, yes. Absolutely. Dig. Can we please get uh, Killer Joe mics now? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, can you say a few words? Check, check. Killer Joe here. Killer Joe, 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 Joe. <laughs> and we're good. Are we ready now? Right, guys? And action. <clears throat> good evening. I'm John Sunshine here in what is often referred to as the underbelly of experimental rock, the infamous Pogo Puds Club. Joining me tonight. Tim walks around with the camera, but runs into the back of the corner of the couch. Uh, sorry. Uh, sorry. This guy for real. <laughs> Joining me tonight is rock legend, rock god, and irreverent front man for Atomic Pink Jellyfish, Killer Joe, on day three of the Kill 'em Dead tour. Killer Joe, thank you for speaking with me tonight. So um, let's just get let's just jump in, uh, get a little bit of background, shall we? What? Atomic Pink Jellyfish, you've been a band since 1963, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Started in Willie's backyard. Back then, we was called a Fix Skittles. <laughs> Nothing but a bunch of panty waste playing bubblegum pop for the little girls and boys in the neighbourhood. Well, we were just waiting for the right sound to come around, dig. And when bands like the, the Stones and the Beatles and them came around, well, we knew what we'd been waiting for. Now, you haven't had the same mainstream success as those bands. <sighs> we don't need their success, Dig. They got their juice, I got mine. No disrespect to them, man. I mean, I dig Jagger, I, I dig Zet, I dig Pink. <laughs> There's enough of the magic to go around for everyone. I know time is short, so let's just get into it, right? Uh, what I think we're all dying, no pun intended, uh, to hear is about your process. You've been killing for a long time now, yes? Free magazine, huh? Is that how you're going to play it? Sure, I'm going. <laughs> what year is this? Uh, 76. Yeah, it must have been. I want to say the fall of 69. That's right. During the Shawnee Mission Rocky Top Shindig and Bread Pudding Jamboree. Hey, uh, Bob, you're Killer Joe's assistant. You helped get on um, the 
people, well, you, you know. Yeah, that's what I do, and yeah, you know, clean up. <laughs> clean up on all seven. Am I right, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bob, uh, do you mind if we get you mic'd? Oh, no, no, uh, not, not right now. I, I've got things to do. <sighs> okay, uh, why don't you tell us about that day, Killer Joe? Yeah, sure. Well, it was towards the end of the tour, and we were only doing 20 shows that fall. Lots of civil unrest in the country, you know, but well, we weren't about any of that. No, 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 we were just there to give people what they wanted. That's all I ever do for them. Give them what they want. Dig? Right, so I'm out there giving them everything I got, but man, I just feel like there's more, you know? Like, more to give, more to take, more to have, more to want, more to need. Dig? So, we finished the first set, right? And the crowd is good, but not great. And I needed great in this moment, so we take a fucking break. <laughs> Him stumbles into a chair. Sorry. Sorry again. Sorry. So, I'm in the dressing room in this cock little town. Licked as piss I was. <laughs> and this poindexter looks a lot like you, by the way. Pushes his way into the dressing room. Couldn't have been but 90 pounds soaking wet. Black hair, slick, full of oil, like a 1950s greaser. <laughs> he walks straight up to me and he puts a bony finger right to my chest and says, You're killing out here, Joe. You're killing. You're a killer, Joe. You're a killer. So I looked into his eyes and in that moment, I knew he was right. I felt seen for the first time in my life. So I grabbed him, brought him in close and said, thank you. And then I wrapped my arms around him and I gave him this huge hug. And I just kept on hugging and hugging and hugging until his bones cracked. And just like that, bam! <laughs> Killer Joe was born. I've been slaying him ever since. Oh, fascinating. That, of course, leads me to my next question. Um, do you always kill the same way? Ah. Oh. No, man, I'll mix it up. Got to keep it fresh, dig? <laughs> sure, sure, I dig. So, so what is your process then? Do you, do you even have one or is it, is it more organic? Well, to be honest, I don't really put labels on it. It's, it's kind of like a smorgasbord, you know, a killing cornucopia, if you will. Sometimes it's the city we're in or maybe I'm inspired by something I've eaten. Like spicy or Mexico City really makes me crave fire or electrocution. Well, if I'm having an Italian, well, that's heavier, so I just like to pull out the ropes, you know, and. Oh, hold on. What's going on? Killer Joe's taking a break. I suggest you stay here and stay out of the way. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. What the hell is going on, John? What the hell is up with this guy? Yeah, this is kind of weird. 
No, it's just not 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 what I was expecting. What were you expecting? I don't know. I don't know. I guess I just I thought it was a joke or something. A joke? I thought it was just one of those crazy stories you hear. It's like half true, half fish story. I I didn't realize the guy was certifiable. What's well, a fish story? <sighs> this guy might might be a murderer. What? A murderer? We should leave. I, I think we should leave. I, I don't know. That Bob guy was pretty set on us not leaving. Well, well, how long are we supposed to stay here? Like, what's going to happen to us? Look at the camera. Happened to us? Like, aren't any of you worried? Like, we're going to, you know, get killed? What? No, 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 no. Don't be ridiculous. No, no, this is, this is, this is, it is just a joke. I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it's real. I think, I think it's just, it's just part of his act. You know, you just said he might be a murderer and you're the one that set this up. Said it was a legit gig. hundred bucks. What? A hundred? You're giving him a hundred and I'm only getting 60? You're giving them money? You told me we are both doing it for free, and wouldn't I be the asshole for asking for money? Oh, man, that is not cool. Okay, look, yes. Yes, I'm going to wrap you 100, and then I told Gary I'd give him 60, and then that's all the money I had. I'm sorry. I just, I thought this would be fun, something we could turn into Cream Magazine. Oh, Christ, Johnny. You know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go get some food. I think they have some shrimp cocktail. Ooh, I love shrimp cocktail. Come on. Come on where? Door. I'm going to go take a peek. Why do I have to come? Because you're the one with the camera. Now, come on. God damn you, John. Tim follows John to the doors. He pans over to Rafi and Gary, enjoying themselves at the food tables. Young male and female groupies hang all over them, laughing and dancing. Hmm. Tim zooms in on John's hand, pushing the door open. The camera pans the hallway. Various people walk back and forth. Suddenly, across the hall, a young man is backed up against a wall. Killer Joe's hands reach out closer to the young man's throat. Something being watched, both the man and Killer Joe stop and look directly at the camera. The camera jumps and Bob suddenly appears, blocking the camera's view. Not a good idea. Go on now. John and Tim quickly shuffle back to the mirrors in silence. Reflected in the mirror, Bob stands inside the door, arms crossed, staring at them. Jesus Christ, John. That was real. Was that real? Please tell me that wasn't real. No, no, no. I'm sure. I mean, I'm not. I don't know. Maybe. That Bob guy is still there. What should we do? Just pick up the camera and start filming the room again. Is that casual? 
easy for you to say. Mm, they had shrimps and those little hot dog wrapped in biscuit mix. Good stuff. Hey, what's going on? Is he coming back? Why are you guys over here? Hey, what's the matter? You look like you've seen a ghost, man. Uh, John. Um, he made us go look. Look. Look at what? Um, we saw Killer Joe. We saw him kill someone. We think we saw him kill someone. What? <clears throat> for real? No, I, I don't know. I think it was just for, sh for show. I mean, like, I, I don't know. It looked like it might be real. Well, did it look real or was it real? Like, how did they kill him? Just like, like this. Hey, get away from me! Hey, strangled him. What? Uh, are you sure? I mean, did you see him die? No, no, no. He saw us. They both saw us, and they sort of stopped. Are you okay, Tim? You look a little green. Yeah, you look a little green to me too. Do I? Do I look green? It's not like I just didn't see someone get killed. And you guys, you're over in the corner eating goddamn shrimp. Hey! What? Hey, we're about to die. I'm eating some shrimp. Bob leaves. Just all calm down, okay? Don't know what's going to happen. Let's, let's act casual and wait a few more minutes. No. No. Fuck that. I say we leave right now. Come on, guys. Please? I'm sorry, Tim. I want to stay. Yeah, me too. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. But this is the coolest thing we're ever gonna do. And besides, we could become famous, dude. And maybe it could even help you get back into that college you wanted to go to. Come on, Tim. It'll be okay. You know, nothing, nothing is gonna happen to us. Just get reset up. I could get you a plate of shrimp and a beer. Uh, oh, oh, all right, all right. There'd better be a lot of fucking shrimp on that plate. By the way, John, your directing is for shit. There, I said it. What? You don't even know how to set up the room right. Like, create the right mood, the couches. Come on, help me move them, come on. Now, see, I don't want to look like an idiot trying to film you. 
Yeah. Okay. Doesn't look better. Probably get better sound over here too. Gee, thanks for having my back there, Gary. Raffi returns with a plate with only two small shrimp on it and a beer for Tim. What the hell? Where are the shrimp? There wasn't any anymore. I can't believe this bullshit. Give me the beer. Good. Yeah, whatever. Let's get it over with. When's this lunatic coming back? Tim quickly pans to him and follows him as he heads to the food tables, which are now empty of all other guests. Killer Joe starts eating. Oh my God, this is it, isn't it? Maybe he's just hungry. Yeah, hungry, because he just killed a guy and he's hungry for more. Would you two shut up? Just smile. What do we do? Wave. Damn, I love being on the road. Can you believe this fucking spread? <laughs> Look at the size of this thing. Oh, you could kill someone with that. I thought there wasn't any more shrimp. Oh, uh, I must have, uh, I must have missed those. Bullshit. You were trying to hog all the shrimp, weren't you? Sorry, I just love it so much and they were so big. <sighs> I'm really sorry, guys. I had no idea. I'm I'm sorry I said your directing was for shit. And I'm sorry I fucked your sister. What? Gary, I'm sorry I stole your 8-track and sold it for a bag of reefer. It wasn't even that good. I want to tell you something, Tim. I'm the one who took that shit in Mr. Lair's shoe for the senior prank. You fucker! I got suspended, grounded, and lost my scholarship because of I you? I thought you guys would think it was funny. I'm, and then we, we, you got in trouble for it. And yeah, I'm a fucker. I didn't own up to it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, how wonderful is this, eh? Retribution, reconciliation, rebirth, revolution, redemption. Bravo, boys. Bravo. Let's get back to it, shall we, fellas? 
The guys are frozen for a moment, but quickly gather themselves and get in place. John looks at Tim. Uh, action. And uh, we're back. Now, Killer Joe, before the break, we were discussing your process, and it was very fascinating. Now, can you tell us about uh, Tucson 72? Fuck. Tucson. That was a bad scene, Dick. <laughs> Take us back. Walk me through it. It was the hottest day of the year. The terraforma was scorched. The fans were wild. Now, what happened? It was whole, right? Like devil's piss. I had to lay in a tub of ice for three hours. <laughs> My balls looked like raisins after. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we went on at 11. It was still hot, but you could breathe, you know. And the fans were restless, angry, tired. I mean, I don't blame them. But in a way, I did. Anyway, that night, I couldn't find anyone, you know. No one was really ready. I, I believe me, I came close that night to just grabbing a few. I mean, there's always an arsehole or two that deserves it. You know what I mean? I almost didn't go on that night. Then Bob comes up to me and says he's got something special lined up. Uh, but we're going to do it on stage. Now, I was always against on stage shit. It just doesn't sit right with me. But, but, but Bob said that it was a sure thing and that it would take this to a whole new level. So, what happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. What happened was Bob brings out this dweeb with a goddamn bomb vest on and hands me the trigger. <laughs> so I got this trigger in my hand and got this kid shaking in, this, in his Buster Browns and thousands of fans screaming for me to push the trigger. It was fucked up! <laughs> I admit that, but well, I didn't want to do it. The crowd, you know, they, they wouldn't let up. And, uh, well, part of me, you know, part of me wanted to believe that what was going to happen really was what was going to happen. And uh, really wasn't going to do it. But so it was OK if I pushed the button. Dig? So the crowd is going wild. The band is playing. The drums are thumping. The Bass is pulsing, guitars wailing, and this kid is screaming, but he screams. Oh, they sound like angels. And I look out on the crowd, and they start chanting, Killer Joe, Killer Joe, Killer Joe, <laughs> over and over, just like that, Killer Joe. And then I push the button, and... Boom! <laughs> the little fucker got obliterated. Just like pink mist, shit, fuck, sperm, guts, piss. Honestly, I still find little dried up pieces of him in our equipment. <laughs> now the crowd is stunned. I mean, they're covered with guts, but then they just burst out in cheers even more. Killer Joe, Killer Joe, Killer Joe. Now, I know what you're thinking, that I would want that, but no. I didn't like that. I mean, the crowds, they were vicious, like animals. It's not how I work. From that day on, I've had no killing on stage. Ever. Not never. Wow. It's quite a story. Hey, it's not a story. It really happened. Of course, of course. 
So I'd like to move on to choice. How do you choose? Well, I don't work like that. I never choose. You see, they choose me. So, smell. You know a scent. Scent of a, a, a lost soul aching to be free. It searches out, seeking release and chooses me. <laughs> Can't you smell it? Oh, it's thick in here. Tonight, a choice will be made. Does anyone ever stop choosing, like in the middle? <laughs> of course. I mean, some are really surprised. There's no denying that sometimes they're like, oh, no, Killer Joe, like, what are you doing? This is real. I don't actually want to die. <laughs> Ah, blah, blah, blah. How'd I get over that real quick, though? Dig? Absolutely. Bob? Tim <laughs> pans around the room. Gary and Rafi are huddled together near the back wall. They seem very small now compared to the emptiness of the room. Bob has entered and gives Killer Joe a nod. John is all in. So what about the band? How do they feel about your killing? Well, at first, you know, they didn't quite get it, but once they saw that I didn't change, I mean, I'm better because of it, you know? <laughs> but I, I don't let the, the killing get in the way of the music, and I don't let the music get in the way of the killing, Dick. <laughs> They're separate, but the same. The juice, the fire, the electricity, it comes from everything. I, well, I can't do one without the other. So what's next for you, Killer Joe, in the band? Well, we've got about 15 shows left. We're laying down some new tracks and uh, I'll be killing again soon. Same, same. All right, boys, it's almost your time. So go ahead and gather your stuff up. Killer Joe removes his mic and he and Bob walk to the mirrors. Gary and Rafi drag the duffel bags over to Tim. John joins them behind the couches. So, is that really it? I mean, uh, can we leave? Are they really letting us go? I, I guess so. I mean, it looks like it. I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. Come on, shake a tail feather, man. Yeah. I, I, I can't tell what's going on, but yeah, yeah. Just, just, just grab our stuff and go. Just throw it in the bags. This is fucking bullshit. Let's just run. We can hear you. I don't want to die. 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 The boys look over at Bob.
We're gonna die. 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 Oh god. What are you gonna do to us? You happy now? We're all gonna die because of you. I didn't even get any shrimp. I hate you. Calm down, calm down. You're not all gonna die. <laughs> We're not? We're not? Oh, thank, thank God. God. Oh, no, of course not. That's not how Killer Joe works. Whoa, we have to choose? No, I don't wanna choose. No, I choose no, I choose. I choose not me to die. We all choose that, right guys? Right? I mean, I know who I want to kill. I'm just putting it out there. I think it should be John. Me? Why me? Because you brought us all here and you knew he actually killed people, didn't you? I didn't. No, for, for, for sure. Oh, okay. No, look, this is just some crazy story I read in the back of a sex detective pulp mag that my mom gets at Piggly Wiggly. <clears throat> really? I thought it was an act. I said I was sorry and I meant it. I don't want to die because of it. Well, Christ, none of us want to die, but I just... I think it's only fair. Right, guys? Come on, guys, I'm sorry. I don't, I, I don't wanna. Choice has been made. It's not serious, right? You can't be. Oh, I am. One of you has chosen. Is it you? Is it you? No, 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 it's not, not me. me. No. I no. said a choice would be made tonight. I didn't say it was going to be easy, just that it would be made. I, I, I didn't choose. I chose, I chose no. I chose no. We know. Ooh. Killer Joe <clears throat> reaches out and takes the camera from Tim and gives it to John. John immediately focuses on Killer Joe and Tim. Me? But why? You know why, son. Because you are a lost soul. No. No. I can smell it on you. You're so full of old, son. I could drain spaghetti through you. You've lost it all, haven't you? Mm? Yeah. I see it now. You lost your brother to the war, your father to the drink, your mother to the grief. You lost your future, even tonight. Your friends have betrayed you. Hey man, can't you just let him go? He's a good guy. What of you? You're one of the ones that put the owls there. It's time. Guys. <laughs> Killer Joe leads Tim towards the chairs. Tim looks back at his friends, crying, begging. Please, please I suggest you get your shit and go. Well, unless you want to watch me kill your friend, of course.
John pans the camera back to Tim one last time. He turns to leave. Bob blocks his exit. Bob turns him around to face Killer Joe and Tim. Well, this is what you came for, right, John? To get your story? Well, don't look away now. Int basement studio. Josh steps in front of a large screen. Good evening, I'm Josh Sunshine. Tonight, for the very first time, KTEL Productions presents John Sunshine's Lost Rock and Roll Tapes, hosted by me, Josh Sunshine. You've just watched the raw and unedited footage from the previously lost interviews conducted and filmed by my father, John Sunshine, and his crew. Join me each week as I reveal another one of rock and roll's most outrageous bands that no one ever heard of and no one has dared to show before now. You will witness the underbelly of the rock and roll scene of the 1970s unlike anything you've ever seen before. Bands like Caddy Wampus and Her Giant Pantaloons, Turd Bottom and the Mackerel Salad Trio, The Twattons, and of course, who can't remember the ultra-psychedelic and heavily bongo-influenced flute band, Take a Piss Out Your Cracker. This isn't no Altamont or Woodstock. Hell, this isn't even the Shawnee Mission, Rocky Top, Shindig, and Bread Pudding Jamboree. No. This is some crazy shit. Dig? Exterior, California, side of the road, day. Gary takes a leak next to the van. Yeah, but we could have called the cops after. And told them what exactly? We could have been seen as accomplices. Well, what about now, though? No, that would be worse. Oh, no. There's no other way. You are not a very nice person, John. You know that, right? Great things rarely come from nice men. Well, at least Killer Joe won't be killing anymore. Harry and John get in the van. I just can't believe some blue-haired granny stabbed him in the neck with her knitting needles and just, poof, gone. Well, ladies are serious about their yarn, I guess. All right, we got about 600 miles to Fresno. Yeah, yeah. You can drive us to 10 buck too for all I care. I'm gonna sleep through most of it anyway. Fine, but can you check the notebook, please? Who's next on the list? Let's see. Uh, yeah, here it is. How do you feel about the flute? And we're off. <laughs> 